0: Welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source of the newest news in gaming. Um, actually, since I didn't do the intro last week, it feels like it's been forever since I've done the intro, Mike, because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're doing a late episode this week and then yeah, I had Mike do it last week because my throat was all messed up. So now it's it feels like it's been almost two weeks since I've said that. Um, but yeah, welcome to the show. Um, I do know there's a, a lot of people I've talked to this week that asked about the show so we might have new listeners so if you're a new listener uh, thanks for tuning in um, absolutely i know we get new listeners every week but uh i'm yeah. your host josiah since i skipped that part
1: and i'm hill house
0: and uh we're the gang so uh <laughs> this is the part of the show where we are, are about to bring it to you we bring you basically entertainment about gaming news because i was thinking more about whatever our show actually is um because when people t- ask me what our show is I say it's a gaming news podcast and they're like, so you just talk about news and i will be like, yeah, we just talk about news, but really it's, it's more of a service to people who don't have time to read, you know, news bulletins every day because, because a lot of people that don't like the show, (laughs) they'll say (laughs) things like, like I heard your show is a good show, but I heard I've, I knew everything that y'all talked about already. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's all public information. I was like we don't have like an inside scoop on anything that isn't like yeah, public information. It's more I didn't tell them then, but I could tell them now that this show wouldn't be for you then. <laughs>
1: because yeah, because exactly. we just
0: we just recap information for people that don't really have the time to, you know, just scroll through um news basically. Like if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Um but at the same time, I did realize that there was a group of our audience that really listens for our banter and our discussion of those news topics, even yeah. if it's news that they would know, you know? So um, I don't know. It's just something I thought about this week that our program is more than just a news program. It's more of yeah. a, it, <laughs> we would have <laughs> to have more guests on to say it's a talk show, but I mean, it really is just, you know, a game news talk show or yeah, just a talk lot about game and you know,
1: you know, conjecture and, Yeah, a
0: lot of opinion and a lot of uh, us saying, I didn't really like that, or I don't really know anything about that game because I don't play this entire genre of games. (laughs) And, you know, as as much as I say that it's good to broaden your scope of what type of games you play, because both of us are victims of that. Um, Oh, yeah. Both of us have huge genres we don't touch. But at the same time, there's a lot of people in the gaming entertainment uh industry that really are more narrow-minded than we are. <laughs> there's yeah. people who uh basically make a name for themselves by just playing JRPGs or they just play um Overwatch or like they literally only play one game. I know there's a whole subgroup of streamers that I'm pretty sure the only game they've ever played is The Sims. And I'll oh, yeah. get into The Sims more, but like there's you can really compartmentalize yourself like way more than we do <laughs> but um i always i've always been kind of uh, subconsciously second guessing myself on like am i able to talk about certain subjects on the show because i feel like i do not have the broadest opinion or experience with a lot of these different topics we talk about but at the same time we actually surprisingly do have a broader spectrum than a lot of people in our, you know, yeah. field. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'm not ashamed of that anymore. <laughs> so this is me. This is me being more confident in myself and bringing all the news. And, uh, um, this is me I think
1: standing I, here trying to talk me. to an audience
0: <laughs> while I talk over you. Sorry.
1: 80s, <laughs> 80s movie <laughs> reference.
0: Um, but yeah, um, Welcome to the show. Um, this is the part of the show where we talk about either how shitty our weeks were or we talk about how great our weeks were. And then we also talk about games that we played and games we hope to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest, um, I did on the last episode, if you listened to the end, I announced that I was expecting a baby. And um, I'm actually almost thought about announcing this week that I probably would be not playing many new games. <laughs> because there's so much I have to do in preparation that I feel like my free time has to be for the podcast and for getting my home ready, you know? And I, I, I say that, but you know, I'm going to play games, but, <laughs> um, but saying that I haven't played many new games. The only game that I got into the last week and a half that I hadn't played in a long time was the Sims four. And it's funny I was just talking about that because this game is so broad and it's like what you can do, and it is so ridiculous that I I naively jumped into it thinking that I could just do whatever I want because it's like a sandbox game, and you can just, you know, create whatever character you want and just do whatever the F you want, and it's gonna be fine. And right off the bat, within about <laughs> This is so embarrassing. Within about like four minutes of starting the game, one of my characters died. And I was like, okay, hold on. I have a pretty decent idea of how this game works. And I'm pretty sure you can't kill a character that fast. So I asked my wife who has played the Sims a lot more. I was like, is it really possible that I killed someone within minutes of starting? I was like, I built my house and I had it paused. So time wasn't moving. So I built my house and they weren't able to starve. They weren't able to get like um, there's I think they can die if you close them in a box. I think if you put them in like four walls and they can't move, I think they'll die from like anxiety and a bunch of other issues. (laughs) I think they'll die like quicker than starvation if you put them in a box. And that didn't happen. I was like, I put a front door on the house so they could walk in the house and I don't understand how they died. Well, it turns out that I had created a vampire character. And as I was building the house, um, apparently I didn't put the front door on quick enough before my vampire character died from sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) So they couldn't get in the house quick enough. And uh, Because I was like in the midst of like putting up like windows or something in the house. And I saw like the Grim Reaper, basically death, was in my house. And I was like, why is he here? I haven't even like finished like doing my floors (laughs) and I saw one of my characters was dead. And I was like, what the hell happened? So like, I was really curious. And basically what I ended up finding out was that when you start a game with a vampire, it's like basically hell. Like it's way better to start the game with regular humans and then later turn them into vampires. But because I started with a vampire, my vampire is like constantly thirsting for blood so there's constant risk that my vampire family member is going to turn the rest of my family into vampires because I don't have a way of feeding them. <laughs> Jesus. So so it's really stupid. So basically, I, I know you may not care about this, but there's a game mechanic that I ended up finding out that... Um, this is crazy because if someone actually plays The Sims, they're probably laughing at how naive I am. But there's a there's a plant that you can... Uh, put in your yard that produces like plasma fruit. And you can use that to basically feed your vampires so that they don't turn your entire city into vampires in your household. And you can't plant that plant until like one of your characters has a gardening type of skill or something. So I can't even plant it. I like harvested the seeds. I can't even plant the plant yet because none of my people can garden. So basically what I'm doing is I am hiring a maid to come clean the house every time my character is really thirsty so that the character will attack the maid and (laughs) then it's a really cheap way of (laughs) feeding my vampire character so basically until I can learn gardening I guess I'm going to keep hiring maids to come to the house so that I can attack them I don't know of another way to get out of this if you know a better way of getting around this problem let me know but for now i'm just hiring maids to come get attacked by my vampire teenager <laughs> in the house but it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous and i thought it was a pretty funny story but um it it was it was quite frustrating at first cuz i was like there has to be an easier way cuz this is an expansion this is a vampire expansion to the game so of course people would start the game with vampires but and then i was like I guess it's not as easy as that, <laughs> but, oh, well, um, that's what I've been doing with the Sims is being frustrated with vampire logic, but, um, I guess I could have avoided all those headaches if I just didn't create a vampire, but I did. So there I am. Right on. Um, <laughs> I did play more call of Cthulhu almost a week ago now. Um, I have to say that that game has impressed me in the sense of it bending genres, not by like morphing genres, but by literally changing genres like constantly. Like it felt like a Sherlock Holmes game where it was a detective game where you talk to different people to get different information. Once you have more information, you talk to other people. It allows you to have new dialogue options because you have more information. And it felt like that type of game. And then you were suddenly in an area where it was a stealth game. And I was very surprised by the stealth stuff where you had to suddenly not be caught by people. And I was like, okay, that's a totally different genre of game. And now the last thing I played was it's now like you're running away from monsters stealth where you have no way to defend yourself. And I'm just like, this is insane. This is like it's at first it's Sherlock Holmes and then it changes to um, what's the Outlast and then it's uh, Alien Isolation. So it's like three different games and you could call it like it's just bipolar or something. But it is interesting that it's changing genres. But in another sense, it's kind of hard to get into the game and stay interested when it's hard to keep your footing it's almost like it's hard to feel like you have a mastery of the game because it keeps changing the genre of game. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I understand why people would not like the game because of that. But in another sense, if you only had one game, it, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty banging genre bender where it's a pretty good one game to have in your catalog because <laughs> it hits a lot of different game styles, and it's not terrible at it. So, I mean... It's interesting. Like, I, I was kind of narking on the uh, graphics last time, but um, it's it's really passable. Like, it's you can really ignore that. Uh, it's really not that bad of a game. Uh, to be honest, it's just kind of gotten hard. is probably why I quit playing it for a bit, but um, I'll probably jump back in and, and see if I can get past the <laughs> Alien Isolation level of the game. So, uh I'll keep you posted on if I ever finish that game. But yeah, besides right that, I played a little bit of Overwatch. Just enough to get the Ash skin. That was from last week. But, I mean, yeah, I got that it. one
1: too. Yeah. W- did you play anything this week? Uh, played Overwatch on PC. Got the Ash skin there. And mm-hmm. uh, um, think about doing some placement matches. I did play a game called Ruiner. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it it's kind of a fun game. But at the same time, it, it you know it wasn't my cup of tea. I did enjoy it. I think the fighting mechanics are really cool. Um, it's, you know, definitely, definitely different. Uh, it's basically a top down shooter game. Um, you have a lot of different moves that you can do. Uh, you're able to sprint really fast to get from one guy to the other. Um, and I, I actually, in all honesty, I found that holding a lead pipe, uh, did me a lot better than shooting anybody. Um, running around from person to person. Uh, There are some tough bosses that you have to figure out. Um, It takes place in 2091. You're basically a, uh, you're basically like a, uh, uh, kind of like a a gun for hire kind of thing, but something goes wrong. You, you lose, uh, you end up being like uh, uh, deleted. In, in, in a sense um you don't really remember what's going on uh but there's a hacker who who uh is able to hack into your systems and tells you kind of what's going on she keeps calling you puppy but it sounds like poppy and uh, uh it just yeah it's just really if that's weird that's your
0: thing and there's that's lots of thing then that's cool I guess.
1: <laughs> but there's lots of uh <laughs> there's lots of uh uh, the puppy thing kind of goes with it because there's lots of uh, uh, hints to, you know, dialogue that says, you know, you're on a short leash and, um, you know, just weird shit like that. But uh, the graphics are really cool. Um, I have to give it that much. I think that it's a really well put together game. Um, but, you know, it is a top-down shooter. It's kind of, you know, a little bit looked like, uh, kind of like cyberpunk in a way. And... Uh, yeah, I see that. It looks yeah. pretty... Interesting on the stuff. I mean it's with something, top down shooters, it has to
0: kind of be your thing. I mean, yeah, I haven't yeah, played really many. Um, to be honest, one of the most extensive top down shooter I've ever played is not even a shooter. It's like the uh, the X-Men Legends games were top mm-hmm. down games, but a lot of the characters didn't have guns. So it doesn't really even count as a top down shooter. That was more of a dungeon crawler almost. Um so basically I yeah, I guess basically a top down shooter is kind of like a dungeon crawler but with guns. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, they're interesting. Um I've played a few. I'm trying to remember the title of one that I've played, but um I would have to really play this game to give you a
1: yeah, a I mean of, it, of course. I mean the scores on it really aren't that high. You're you know, you're talking, you know, in the in the you know, mid to upper seventies. On most of the scores, so that's pretty
0: good for an indie game, you know. Yeah, especially one I mean, that's trying to compete with shooters. You know, well,
1: it came out two years ago or three years ago now. So back in 2017, I mean, it is a cool game, but it has to be your cup of tea. You know what I mean? I'll probably play it and try to finish it, but yeah, it's it wasn't anything awe inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah,
0: yeah a I lot played. of people are saying that I've seen a lot of reviews saying that it's solid, like it's a solid game. It's a good game. No one's like saying it's mind blowing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not it's not a yeah, it's not a yeah, a doom or, or I'm sorry, not even a doom. It's not a Diablo or anything like that. It's but it's uh, it's it's got its own little bit of coolness to it.
0: Yeah, I see that it's uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch and
1: mm. I could see it working there.
0: Yeah, on there that I mean we say that a lot but when you get on the switch you suddenly don't have much competition with certain genres. Um so like something like that it would probably do really well on the switch. You yeah, you probably portable. it probably would. Yeah.
1: But cool. Yeah. But I'm probably gonna be uh playing more Overwatch on PC here in the next uh in the near future. I did go ahead and download uh the pre download for Bleeding Edge because I am gonna get into that. Um Yeah, I saw that was automatically downloading on mine. I was yeah. guessing
0: it was getting another beta actually.
1: March twenty fourth, it comes out, so I don't think the beta's happening.
0: Oh really? Okay. yeah I thought there were I thought there was scheduled another beta
1: i I the thought release. there was too, but I think I read somewhere where they said that they they didn't need to do it because of the information that they had gathered I mean the game the beta was I guess they thought very the first well was well so polished yeah. You know, but I, I can see that they've probably done some, you know, there's some obvious stuff that they needed to do as far as some balancing and and stuff like that. But that doesn't really take that much if you think about it. I mean, the graphics and the the gameplay itself was basically all there. I mean, it looked really good to me, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see what it's going to be all about. So, yeah, I've already got it downloaded. I definitely will be spending some time on that game.
0: Sweet. Um, I don't
1: think I have any games that I'm
0: looking forward to playing this week. Um, oh, wait, let me say this. Um, The Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out a month from now. But I did get a chance last week to play the demo that was on the PlayStation Store. And it was really good. Um, If you've played the original Final Fantasy VII, it's really cool how it mirrors certain like cut scenes like it's really cool to see them remastered I understand people hating the fact that it's not like the original and a lot of people are saying it's like bastardizing something that was already perfect I understand that point of view but guess what Final Fantasy 7 is always going to be available you can buy it now the original um, if you don't want to play the remake you don't have to you know I think this remake is for people who are just like addicted to Final Fantasy and want to see every different interpretation of it. Yeah. And it's also for people that have never played the original that really just want to see these characters in these, you know, storylines. And I think a lot of people are kind of hurt because they think that because it's bastardizing the original that there's going to be people that play this one first and then hate the original. Well, guess what? That's always going to happen. And if you're like concerned about that, there's really no need to be concerned because guess what? You'll always be the cool kid that liked the original first. And you can just bask in that because to be honest, there's going to be people that will not be able to get past the original's graphics and they're not going to appreciate that game for what it was. And this game it's just going to be for a new generation, and it's also going to be for people that, you know, just want to come back to it. It's just, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any reason to hate on the remake. I think it honors the original so far from what I've played in the demo and teasers and all the stuff that I've seen about it. Right it looks on. like it's going to really take care to not insult <laughs> the original product and it's just going to be the best that Square Enix can put out, you know, yeah. in 2020. I almost said 2019. In 2020, you know, it's like you should expect nothing less. It just if you think that they were actually going to like basically polish up and make it an HD version of the original, then like who would want to pay $60 for that, you know? But this is going to be so overhauled and like we know that this isn't even one game like it doesn't say part one but they've already massively released that this is part one of final fantasy 7 remake that they're making it into multiple games so like oh wow yeah so you're not only you're not only paying 60 dollars for this game you're gonna have to pay 60 dollars again maybe twice we don't even know if it's two to three parts um like there's certain characters that a lot of people are set that you can't play, but they have basically said that you can't play them because by the time you meet those characters, there's only like 10 minutes left in the game. So that's made a lot of people realize like, holy shit, like <laughs> this is going to be such a long version of the beginning of the final fantasy seven, you know? So yeah, just like soak on that. Like this is just going to be such a massive version of final yeah, fantasy seven like. that is just going to be totally different like i don't understand and i don't think it's necessary to be you know i almost said the word narc is that really a really word i've never used the word narc until this podcast and i just used it twice in this podcast there's no reason to get all narked up about it but <laughs> <laughs> i think it's gonna be fine so um I enjoyed it. And I know like everybody in the world's probably already talked about the demo and people are probably already talking about the actual game, but that's just my opinion of the demo. I did want to let y'all know that I did play the demo in preparation for the podcast and I did enjoy it. It was really good. Um, and that's about all I played. And I guess we're done with that part of the show. Unless you have something. Nah, man. Okay, cool. We can move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are going to mainly focus this episode about the topic of the game Dreams, but let me uh, hit you with some quick news. And uh, First thing in news that I had, just a quick stuff from last week. Um, I'm not sure if any of y'all have Nintendo Switches, but if you do, um, you may have noticed that the (laughs) game studio uh, 11-bit studios came up with a ridiculous solution to how bad the eShop is. Now, if you don't know anything about the Nintendo eShop, it is nothing like the PlayStation Store. It is nothing like the Microsoft Store. Um, people have constantly complained that the navigation is terrible, that you can't ever find anything that's like things you play and that there's just really no way to discover new games in a good way. Um, it is so bad that the only way that people can hope that their game gets noticed is to put it at 95% off and put it at the top of the sale list. (laughs) Um, There's lots of companies that have done this that have run ridiculous sales on the eShop on Nintendo just to get their title noticed (laughs) because it's just so bad. There's not a rating system and there's not a suggestion system. There's not, hey, this is similar to this or this is similar to that or people that played this game liked this. There's just not anything like that or genres aren't really even present. It's just alphabetical price range and uh does nintendo make it (laughs) and that's about it and um and if you go to the sale section you can alphabetize by price again or percentage off so that's why a lot of people do sales just to get their games noticed in the horrible eShop. um so anyway the point i'm getting at is 11-bit studios got around this by they didn't want to just put extreme sales on their games. So their solution was they changed, uh, but all of their games is backgrounds. So when you are, when you, when you're scrolling through the store and you see the different pictures of the different games, their banner now includes (laughs) the Metacritic score on it. They just physically put it on the banner so that you could see that it was a well-received game. Because there's not even a scoring system on the eShop. People can't even say one to five stars. They can't say, you know, there's not even a thumbs up, thumbs down system. There's nothing to let people know if something is well received. So they just changed the banners on all of their games to show the Metacritic scores. So (laughs) that it would pop out when you're scrolling through the thing. You'd be like, hey, there's a game that's got a, you know, a really good Metacritic score. Like, maybe I should check it out. It's also on sale. Not, hey, Let me see what's 95% off. You know, that's like all that. That's the only way you would notice any new games, especially indie titles. So I don't know. Maybe this will wake up Nintendo to actually finally update the eShop because the eShop hasn't changed in about the three years of the Switch's life. So um, a lot of people have complained about it. I've seen countless people on Reddit do homebrews where they correct the eShop. So maybe Nintendo will actually like Change it pretty soon, or Nintendo's going to see tons of companies do this where these banners are probably going to include their Metacritic scores, and maybe they're going to also include the number of downloads or something. Maybe it's going to say over so many players at the bottom or something. You don't know. Like it's going to be just ridiculous at some point because the eShop's just so broken and its sense of actually showing people any value in the game besides the dollar sign. So um, just a quick little thing that I thought was interesting because it's been a problem, and that was their solution, you know? Because can you think of any other ways that a company could try to get around that problem, Mike?
1: Not not really, no. Not off the top of my head. Not really
0: besides... Yeah, just like... Because all I can think of is score and maybe player base or the only other thing you could maybe do is really quickly on the bottom of the watermark you could put from the makers of something you know like if there's a game you could be from the makers of this other game that you probably know you know and because you can't really even search by studio I don't believe like it's just so broken so um so I don't know there's like endless ways that they could do it but when you're browsing through the store, the only thing that catches your eye is the, the, uh, artwork for the banner for it. So the only thing that you could do to get people's attention is to put whatever you can in that banner. So we may see some really crazy banners pretty soon. <laughs> they maybe just like, look like a bunch of flash ads or like a virus basically popped up. But, um, <laughs> until Nintendo <laughs> fixes like their navigation and their way of actually presenting games to people, um, I guess third parties are going to keep trying their best to like get around that. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um next thing is by the time you listen to this Mario Day will be over, but happy Mario Day for us recording. Mm-hmm. Um if you didn't know March 10th is Mario Day because uh 10 can be read as IO, so it is Mar IO Mario. Um <laughs> it's clever <laughs> and um I commend uh nintendo a japanese company for actually embracing a play on words <laughs> like that yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny that they actually embrace mario day as being such a little clever little inside joke like that um in honor of that i believe this whole week there's a bunch of sales on four pretty big mario titles i don't remember what they were off the top of my head actually i might <laughs> i think it's super mario maker 2 it's a uh, Mario and Sonic at the uh, Olympics. It's a uh, Yoshi's crafted world. And the fourth is holy crap. I don't remember it. There is a fourth though. <laughs> um, it's another Mario related game. I think Yoshi was the only one that was not a Mario game, even though he's, you know, used to be part of Mario. I think mm-hmm. it's the only game that it doesn't feature Mario. Um, but yeah, there's four pretty b- good sales on Mario games and in addition to that, this last week, we had an announcement that Levi's were having a partnership with Mario where you can go look those up and they look pretty snazzy. I'm not sure if I could wear them in public, but you can get Levi jeans full of Mario characters all over them and Levi jean jackets with and tons of Mario
1: characters. They also have the overalls.
0: They have overalls. I think they have hats, too. I think there was a hat, too. Mm-hmm. They're pretty insane looking, but um, yeah. Do, do we have prices on those? Because when I read this story, there was uh, like no prices. Even I yet.
1: didn't find any yet. Yeah, I think that it's just basically they're letting people know that it's coming available. I'm it's pretty sure gonna cost it's gonna, you gonna be a pretty, pretty
0: premium. Yeah, It's gonna yeah. be pretty expensive. I wouldn't doubt if those jeans are like eighty to hundred
1: dollars. Oh, easy, easy, yeah,
0: easy. Um, especially the jacket's probably like two hundred bucks. You're not I'm gonna find the them at Walmart. Probably like yeah, probably not. <laughs> um. Oh, last thing in news I had was we had a crazy amount of people get excited about a tweet from Kojima, uh, the creator of Death Stranding. If you, you didn't notice this, people just went insane over a picture he posted. The picture was him working at his desk and he said the words, these, this phrase was in the tweet where he said, sorry to be silent. And then he talked about how there was a big announcement coming soon, uh, a big partnership. And he said sorry to be silent, which made a lot of people think, um, was he going back to Silent Hill? Was the PT demo that everybody was so crazy about, was Silent Hill coming back You know, after his falling out with Konami? And uh, people were so crazy about it that they even zoomed into the brand of pencil he had, and it was a Pyramid Pencil. And everyone thought, oh, Pyramid Head and Silent Hill. So, like, yes, people were kind of blowing it out of proportion and they were trying to make it about (laughs) Silent Hill. But, you know, you can't blame people for hoping. And um, to their, their, uh, what's the word? Disappointment. To their disappointment, it was not related to Silent Hill. It was actually a Half-Life crossover, which was with the announcement that half-life was coming to not half-life I'm sorry um death stranding was coming to the epic store and the steam store same day on June 2nd in that release though it was going to have half-life like in-game Easter eggs like you could get like I guess cosmetics they didn't really release the details on it but they said there was going to be a half-life crossover so It is interesting. I wonder if it's going to be available on just the steam version or the Epic version too, because with valve, I would assume the exclusives would only be on the steam version. I don't know, but maybe, maybe valve's playing nice and it'll be also on the Epic version, but I don't know. So the, the actual crossover was interesting because it was a valve crossover. You don't really see valve do much like crossovers with any other companies. So it was really interesting to see that. Yeah. But, um, it was also disappointing that it wasn't silent hill, but I mean, at the same time, like valve doesn't ever do something like that. So you can see that valves really trying to push half-life and um, with the new VR game coming out, um, to be honest, I didn't even put that in these notes. Have you seen the gameplay for half-life Alex? It is insane. (laughs) Like I've never really wanted to play a VR game this bad. This game has so many mechanics um, I've read that there's all these different things that they've implemented to make sure that you don't get motion sickness because there's teleporting in the game. And like, if you teleport, it supposedly will like totally throw off your whole equilibrium. So like, there's a way that valve figured out that with teleporting, basically you can switch it to not, you can either make it immediately move you, which will make you like feel disoriented or You can lower the disorientation by, um, choosing to make it like slow time down and it slowly moves you in the direction of where you're teleporting so that it feels like you're actually moving to that location so that it doesn't disorient you so bad. So it's really interesting that they're like, they're, they're thinking of solutions to problems as they're creating mechanics, you know? Most people think like we're going to venture into VR and we're going to try to do these things and then if something goes wrong, we'll figure it out later. But Valve has actually designed a game and they've decided we're going to try to do all these things that other games haven't really tried to do before and we're confident that we can do it. And if it presents a problem before release, we're going to figure out solutions that make this a playable game you know like they're really trying to make sure that this game although it's vr it's still playable to everyone you get what i'm yeah. saying this yeah, isn't yeah. like a they're not trying to make a game that's just for vr people they're trying to make a game that is accessible to even people that just are starting out with vr and i think that's really cool on their part because it shows their maturity and their history with you know stellar game titles at the same time but um I was really hating on valve last year and I'm really proud of them for like coming out with big guns this year. You know, I've, I've been hating on them for a while. Even before (laughs) we started the podcast, I've been saying how they haven't released a game in like, what was it? Six years or something like, um, just, I don't know. Like good things on the horizon for valve. I just thought they were really happy counting their money from steam, you know? Um, (laughs) but uh, kudos to them for like actually getting their shit together. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Half-Life Alex looks really good. Go look up a a gameplay video on YouTube of it. It's just yeah, I'm gonna have it's to do crazy that. what you can do. Like you can interact with so many things in the world, in the environment. You can use uh, like car doors to block enemy fire. It's just insane. Like this is just it's just the interaction with the world is beyond any other VR game that I've seen that's still an action game. A lot of the games that are VR that allow you to interact with the world are like simulation games where you are supposed to only interact with things. This is like a simulation game mixed with a shooter. Usually shooters in VR, you know, the main interaction you have is with the gun. And it's just like, oh, cool, you can reload the gun like a real gun. (laughs) But this game is more than that. You can like throw the gun, you can... Reload the gun. You can grab grenades that people throw at you and throw them back. You can interact with doors for cover. You can physically peek over things and things. It's like – Oh, wow. It's just like all this other stuff, and the interaction is just really cool. Um, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, it may make you buy a VR. I'm sorry, but <laughs> –
1: Well, I, I, um, uh, I actually really have cool. capabilities on my PC. It is VR ready, and I've just never used it. So I'm seriously thinking about doing it and giving it a shot. Might have to uh, might have to uh, do a story on that one.
0: Yeah, so you actually have an interesting situation where you would actually have to make the decision of, do you want to get a VR that requires PC use since you have the ability? Yeah. Or do you want to get a VR that's just able to run by itself for portability? You actually have the option. A lot of people either have to decide whether they want the all-in-one in the VR or do they want to, like, you know go through the trouble of getting a PC that's capable. So yeah, you, yeah. fortunately, have the option to actually look into your options. So, yeah, that'd be really cool. And uh, I don't yeah. know, it may be easier to stream your VR.
1: Yeah, it probably would if be. If you
0: do it through the PC. I think it would actually be smarter for you to do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would love to see you do some VR streaming. That'd be pretty hilarious, probably. Oh, it probably <laughs> would
1: be. I'd probably piss myself.
0: Yeah, you just need to... Get your VR streaming up front of your green screen. Yeah, that'd yeah. be just stellar.
1: <laughs> that would be cool. But,
0: <laughs> I think that's all I have. Um, I got a little news. bit of
1: news for you. Um, we were yeah. talking uh, the last couple of weeks about GeForce now, and you know, yeah. um, we're very excited about it. At least I was. I I I was, you know anticipating this to be the the uh, <laughs> Stadia killer the Stadia killer that's out there but the fact of the matter is that uh Stadia has actually gotten some pretty decent reviews lately even though they still haven't completely given everybody what they promised um they if you have you know like with Stadia as long as you have like 100 megabyte or uh uh what is it yeah 100 megabyte download you're going to be okay Um, with stadia you're going to see seamless 4k gaming etc uh from what i understand it's really beautiful but if you uh if you have less than that you you can see some uh some uh lag uh you can see some latency problems well (sighs) so stadia is getting good reviews now well geforce just can't seem to get out of the trouble that they're in they have even more games that are leaving them now um one of the developers from you're saying GeForce or stadia is getting games leaving GeForce, okay yeah GeForce is getting games leaving uh the uh director of the long dark uh and he's part of hinterland studios who who made the long dark um they apparently NVIDIA never asked for the rights to stream the game. And so they pulled their game. A lot of people love that game. From what I understand, it's a really cool survival style game, kind of uh, reminiscent of the forest, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, And, uh, So there's a lot of people pissed off. Well, he put out a tweet and he said, sorry to those who are disappointed that you can no longer play The Long Dark on GeForce Now. NVIDIA didn't ask for our permission to put the game on the platform, so we asked them to remove it. Please take your complaints to them, not us. (laughs) Devs should control where their games exist. And, you know, he's got a point. I mean, the developers should have full control over which, you know, where their games are going. Um, Right.
0: I mean, I mean there's a healthy argument for both sides. Of the oh coin. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because the
0: alternative is because the, the argument against that is they do control where it is. It exists on Steam. Yeah, and someone's just choosing to stream it on something else. I mean, before GeForce Now, there was the the uh, the Steam Link, which allowed you to play your Steam games. Yeah, in another location within your home. Yeah, and I guarantee you Steam did not go to every one of their publishers to ask them if they were okay with that. That's true. I think GeForce Now is just getting a lot of publicity, and everyone's just like, oh, shit, we need to get some of this money. Yeah, there's money
1: in it. Yeah, exactly. And I
0: understand what GeForce Now... I understand why they didn't ask. Because let's say GeForce Now decided to, before launch, ask every single studio if they were okay with this. I guarantee you a lot of them would say, okay, let's talk money, you know? And then that would end GeForce Now. I think GeForce Now was putting their bets on the idea that these companies would appreciate the resurgence of interest in certain game titles Mm -hmm. and that overall it would just help all of the game developers, which is true. Yeah. However... Once a couple of big boys decided to make a statement and leave, I don't remember which big boys those were. What were they? Oh, I got a list. I got a list. It's much bigger than you think,
1: dude. It's much (laughs) bigger than you think. It's not just Activision and Blizzard, but it's also Mm -hmm. Bethesda, 2K Games and Rockstar Games. Uh, Square Enix has pulled their games. Capcom has pulled their games. And uh, so far, other publishers that are are actually thinking about following suit. However, I think that they're saving grace. Now that's a lot of games, dude. That's, if you
0: that's and, bad. Yeah. yeah Square That's really Enix bad. is a big hit.
1: Oh yeah, 2K games. Yeah. Dude, that's a huge one. You know, there's a lot of people that want to be able to play uh, you know, uh NBA 2K20 or whatever it is. Uh but in, you know, <laughs> like on a they were playing on a powerful <laughs> system. You know, it, so, yeah, they're paying for this hundred dollar, you know, or hundred megabyte per second yeah, download speed, and they can't play the games that they wanted to play. Rockst.
0: if Rockstar was the only one that did it, they should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, because yeah. Rockstar just makes you buy the same game so many times. But that's true. Since all these other big companies did it, I see why Rockstar can get away with it. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what the saving grace may be the fact that Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Is still uh sticking with g force. So you have a point.
0: Yeah, and they made a big statement about it, too. Oh, they yeah. A, and
1: here's the they thing have a huge statement. But everybody wants to play that game in the highest quality possible. So when that game drops, if you know, there's probably going to be people that would pay the you know uh $4.99 a month just to play that game. I know I would. I mean from what it looks like if I had that kind of download speed on my internet which I don't out here in pump, you know, podunk wherever I'm at but uh yeah I uh, I think that there is a possibility that it could save them and other games might just decide, you know, other developers might say hey, you know, look at how well Cyberpunk's doing because I think it is going to do well on GeForce And it's extremely ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very ridiculous. But I I that's what I think is gonna happen. I'm hoping will happen because I I just think GeForce is a great company. Um, they've done some really cool things with their uh GPUs and they're constantly updating everything. You know what I'm saying? They they just they take a lot of care in their product, and I think they had a great idea, you know, maybe offering, you know, uh the uh director of the long dark a free gpu for his trouble wasn't the best moves to make but uh which they actually did um but i think that they have a great idea and if some other games see what cyberpunk does because i have a feeling it's going to do fine then they they may follow suit and come back and say hey you know we just you know want Maybe maybe you give them like kind of like uh playing a song on the radio. You give them so much in royalty off of that 499 that they get for each time somebody's playing with that service on their game. You know what I mean? That that might be a way to do I it. I
0: mean that yeah, I guess a little bit. That kind of makes sense, but also it doesn't make sense because if you make the song comparison, that makes sense if the game was free. But True. you've already yeah. bought the game. So, yeah, it makes sense from the point of view of if you didn't pay for Cyberpunk when it comes out, but if you pay $5 a month, you can play it on GeForce Now, and then Cyberpunk makes a couple of pennies for every minute you play or something. Yeah. That makes sense. But,
1: but it doesn't since make sense. they made sense. 70 bucks off of it, they it shouldn't is. be making anything for somebody streaming right. it. Yeah, that's you're, right. Like, you're right. That's like if you bought a $15.
0: Um digital album on iTunes, and then you also had to pay your Apple Music streaming oh, yeah. subscription just to stream songs you already own. <laughs> yeah. Then th- that that's dumb, you know?
1: That is. Um, that is.
0: Then then the artist is getting royalties off of things you've already paid for, when in actuality they make so much more if you just paid for their music. Like I told someone once, someone said that they listened to my music, my album off of Bandcamp, which is where they purchased my music. And I said, "I said, that's awesome. And he's like, oh, but that's not giving you royalties for your streams on Spotify. I told him, don't worry about that because you already bought the album. He's yeah. like, I know you get kickback from your streams on Spotify. I was like, no, you would have to literally listen to my album like 600,000 times to <laughs> give me the same amount of money that you did by paying like five dollars for my album you know He was like oh i was like yeah like don't worry about listening to my music on something that you paid for because there's no way you could physically listen to my music enough on spotify to give me the same amount of money like it doesn't matter so in the same sense it would be the same way with these game developers like there's no way that they could make enough money off of a tax fee or a royalty fee unless it was like extremely high if you've already paid for the game like i don't understand it so i was thinking already a couple of days ago i was going to pitch you the idea of we should come up with a segment of the show called this week's conspiracy because i feel like we're always talking about conspiracies <laughs> <laughs> because we do actually my conspiracy my conspiracy this week is um i wonder if google is paying these companies off i wonder if google is rich enough to be like hey geforce now made something better than us and it's a lot simpler um um and they 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 shoot an email to bethesda and they're like hey how do you feel about the fact that people have to purchase their games off of stadia but they can play their games for free off of geforce now they don't even mention that those people have already paid for the games you know like what if they're like phrasing it that way and then it's just like oh you know google has a point you know You know, I don't know. Google is a big enough company that I feel like they could be like maybe be trying to sabotage,
1: you know? No, I can see. I can see what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it's a possibility. But no, I I see your point as far as uh, you've already paid for the game. You shouldn't have to be giving them royalties for it. But yeah, yeah, I can see I can see, you know, GeForce may be paying a certain amount per title, you know, right. The, In order the, for the for the uh, for the license to stream it, yeah.
0: The other big point that I was thinking of while you were talking about this was I think I have the answer to who will win the war between Stadia and GeForce. I mean, this is even before XCloud and PlayStation Now actually like put a big push into this industry. You know, they yeah. haven't really made their move yet. But if it was just GeForce Now and Stadia. I think it's all comes down to the platform. As much as they both act like you don't need a console. Yeah. Um to play on your TV, you need a Chromecast which costs $70 because you need the Ultra. Or yeah. a Nvidia Shield which what does that cost? Like 200 bucks? 180 or something? So basically you're buying a console. So basically you're buying a console. Uh the GeForce yeah. now makes more sense on phones and Yes. Yes. Computers that are just, you know, more portable, like a laptop or something that doesn't have the the beefiness to run these titles, but it can be directly connected to your uh y- you know, your Wi-Fi or just, yeah. you know, land in. Um I think the answer to who would win is which one will break down and partner with Roku. Because as much as Apple doesn't uh, want to yeah, talk about point. this And Google doesn't want to talk about this, and Firesticks don't want to talk about this. Roku still has the majority of smart televisions and streaming Mm -hmm. players. Um, Yes. They are not the leading uh, marketing brand for sure. Like, they don't act like they're the big guns like um,
1: Google and. um, But look at a lot of the TVs that are out there that that people just buy, you know, left and right. They already have Roku on them.
0: So I, the thing that made me think about this was that I'm pretty sure the GeForce Now can work on an Android TV in the future, they said. And the yes. thing is, you can buy those, but they're not nearly as popular as Roku televisions. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if that one of be these... be a good move, yeah. Yeah, whichever one decides to partner with Roku and they come mm-hmm. to a business decision on that will like kill the competition because people will be like, "Yeah, hell, I have a Roku in every one of my rooms in my house already, you know? But yep. um, I really think that's the move that has to be made. And the thing is, Google's going to be very resistant to that. Um, but eventually people are going to start playing a little bit nicer to realize that they have to see what people stick with instead of being only exclusive. Like we talk about how PlayStation has all these exclusives and you really don't know how much certain titles will thrive if you never allow them on other platforms um in the same sense um apple tv used to only be available on apple tvs like you could not play original apple television programming on anything but an apple tv but now you can download that app on you know roku's chromecasts and now they can actually see what shows will do good and now they can actually sell this service to other people, yeah. you know, that have, don't yeah. want to pay $200 for an Apple TV. Maybe they only want to pay $30 for a Roku, you know? Um, and I, I see a lot of companies doing that, kind of breaking down and realizing that maybe there's too much competition in inclusive, exclusiveness, and maybe you have to be a little bit more inclusive and actually get your product to different people to see if it sticks, you know? And... um I think one of these two is gonna have to break down. I, I don't see Google doing it because Google is so competitive with Roku. But I could see GeForce now like maybe trying to work something out with Roku and get their yeah get their streaming on there. Of course, they would say that you know you had to have such and such uh RAM on your television, or you would have to have Yeah,
1: exactly. You'd <laughs> have to
0: you'd have to have the 4K at premium Roku or something. I understand that, but automatically it would make the amount of people that were able to use your platform so much larger. Oh God. Yeah. I I think that's the move that GeForce now needs to make. In addition to the fact that maybe they need to start playing nicer with these companies that are all
1: leaving. (laughs) Well, if it's all, if it's all just streaming, if it's all just a streaming service and it depends upon the majority of it depends upon your download speed. As long as you have a Roku TV, with 100 megabyte per second download then you're good to go you just you're able to use your controller and you know they figure out a way to connect it with the roku or whatever and boom you're going you you wouldn't even need a console you just use the roku box because the library would be on that
0: yeah and i'm not i'm not a electrician (laughs) or a rocket scientist (laughs) but there was all those issues when stadia came out about yeah, the uh, yeah. Chromecast Ultras like heating up so much that they started to catch on fire and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, as as much as it should just be streaming, I don't know. There may be certain elements that overwork a television and you might break your tel- television. I don't know. No, it's true. That's so, true. Maybe we can have an I expert mean, on one day to talk about yeah, yeah, televisions we can, burning.
1: We can, we'll think about that. I, I, I yeah, actually. You know what? That's that gives me an idea. I think I know somebody we can talk to.
0: Okay, cool. Um, let's get to our. Is that all the news you had, or do you have more? Yeah,
1: man. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just the fact that G Force is still going through all this shit. It's just it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy that everyone just hates G Force. It, it's yeah. It kind of seems that way. It, it's I just think really it's, weird. I think man. it's a
0: conspiracy. <laughs> it but,
1: is, dude. It is. Okay. Okay. It is. Okay. Man. I'm enough with my conspiracies. But, fucking government man. speaking
0: of conspiracies <laughs> um with all the coronavirus conspiracies um i was i was wondering if we could make a bet on you or me who would get the coronavirus
1: first oh it won't be me dude won't be you so it'd no, be me because i drink sunny delight every My day God. chock full of vitamin c did you ever sunny get delight. that endorsement or are you still working no on man it? i i haven't heard from him <laughs> yeah I doubt I'm going to hear from them. They probably watched my stream and said, "Fuck this!" No way, dude. I think the probably friendly.
0: I was about to say their target audience is probably uh, four year olds. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even though,
1: even though my whole thing is I try to create a positive atmosphere, I still have a potty mouth, and I sometimes it even slips when a kid is on. It it's maybe ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. I don't cuss if there's a kid on with me. But, you know, sometimes, you know, a shit or a damn. Oh, fuck. I want know. to fuck kiss sometimes. Not that. Not that. No, the <laughs> F word doesn't happen. <laughs> but I might say ass or shit or, you know, damn. But, yeah, that's really about it. I'm pretty sure they little buggers say a lot worse than I do. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's not going to happen. But anyway, that's why I'm not going to catch it, man, because I'm chock full of vitamin C.
0: Okay. I'm very concerned because, to tell you the truth, I am, like, notoriously really susceptible to disease. It's crazy. Like, um, I don't know if my immune system's like, fucked up or something, but, like, me being a singer in college, I would always have trouble keeping my voice healthy because even when I did, like, all the stuff that you're supposed to do to keep your voice healthy, I would Mm -hmm. always be the first one to be sick during, like, finals week where you had to do all your performances where you had a performance like every single day of the week i would be sick in that and it'd be the (laughs) worst thing ever and um, luckily they like judge you i i assume they somehow give you some grace for the fact that you're sick (laughs) but like (laughs) i would i would always be sick during performances and stuff i don't understand it like because like generally i'm decently healthy but like when it comes to having to be healthy, I'm not, mm. and <laughs> I feel like if I have to not catch the coronavirus, that means that I'm going to. Because do you uh do you have allergies? No, and I don't even I don't even believe in astrology.
1: <laughs> no, I don't have allergies. <laughs> no, because see, I have to I have to take uh flonase and claritin D uh, every day without fail. And if I mean, I could miss a couple of days, you know, if I forget to go buy it. But if I missed like a week, even longer, I, I end up with ear infections, sinus infections and possibly pneumonia. I, I did catch pneumonia one time uh, from not taking my meds and uh, it, it got nasty, dude. I mean, it was really bad. I actually uh, uh, kind of halfway passed out at work. And after pulling a pallet and, uh, but I was a jackass, you know, went back to work too early. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that's the only way that I'm susceptible and mine's brought on by allergies, but I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, uh, it's just, it's just know.
0: annoying. Cause I feel like my entire adult life suddenly, you know, it may come from the fact that I wasn't, I didn't get out much when I was a kid. So yeah. it may be from that, maybe suddenly when I became an adult and had to like do everything myself, I suddenly was, like, catching everything in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, could be. I don't it know. could be.
0: But anyway, um, I guess we've come to the conclusion that I'm coronavirus going to be. I hope not,
1: dude. So let's put I the money
0: not, on you so that it pays out better.
1: Because <laughs> you're less likely. I don't want to lose, though. <laughs> but it's a 10 to 1. <laughs> well, I mean, if I, if I win, I lose, because how the hell are you going to pay me? <laughs> you'll be coronavirus out man it ain't gonna happen <laughs> that's it dude that's he it couldn't,
0: he couldn't pay for his
1: funeral because he, you know what's crazy though too is it i don't know how it is with you where you work but where i work you can't even get hand sanitizer and we're no, almost completely we don't out have of any. alcohol
0: and now and it's gonna now, remain it's gonna remain nameless where i work but um we yeah, get a pallet. Here. We get a pallet of hand sanitizer in um every couple of days. It's like an emergency fund from our distribution center. Yeah. And it is not one we normally stock. It's not even it's not even on our modulars. Um, we get it in and it's like a weird sized bottle. And I'm like, this has to be something that was only available online and now they're just dumping it because it's all we have. It could
1: be. It could be. And
0: um I was looking at like the boxes to see when they were boxed and they're like say 2017 on them. I'm like, these have been sitting in a warehouse for three years. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, so yeah, that's crazy. Like they're pulling out everything
1: they have (laughs) to try to sell. I mean, I've even seen people buying stuff to make their own. And uh, yeah, they use aloe vera gel, uh, a certain percentage of rubbing alcohol and they use some, uh, 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 it's almost like a, it's not fruit pectin, but it's almost like a gelatin for a uh, vegetable, but it's made out of vegetables yeah. and it, uh, and then, uh, and then they use an oil for like a, a smell or moisturizing, but yeah, dude, and people are making it themselves, man. People are freaking out though. You it's know, it's crazy because Which like, at the I same understand, time, I mean, nobody wants to get sick, but I mean, is it really all this?
0: The, th- yeah, the thing is like, um, someone was like, I haven't seen people freak out like this since like uh Ebola and uh since swine flu or mad cow disease yeah. or something. I'm like, yeah. I don't remember anyone freaking out this much. Like I don't remember any of those getting this much attention. Well we maybe I really didn't in- work in retail at the time.
1: Yeah, I mean you you may not have been your <laughs> um, adult self then, you know?
0: Yeah, I was probably just laughing at every one of those. But um at the same time, like I'm I feel like hand sanitizer would like make me more susceptible catching something because i've read multiple places in the past that hand sanitizer kills all your defensive germs so you have nothing to fight off disease and it it, because it doesn't pick and choose it doesn't pick and choose bad disease bad germs yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it just just kills kills everything everything. so like you're more susceptible to everything and um and most people don't use it yeah. right. Most people don't use it after yeah. they've touched something. They use it before they touch something,
1: which exactly makes them susceptible. So like I just I d- wash my hands a lot, man.
0: Right. Because that's all I do. Like that's just after you did something, most likely. And I drink
1: sunny delight. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> um but I mean it says we're talking about it. It's like everyone's just trying to desanitize things. And I remember somebody was like, you know, yeah. like it kills germs. It doesn't kill like you know viruses <laughs> it's not the same thing because like no, in the it's main not way like you... the
1: hospital strength shit that you can get right, i remember the, the main wipes there can... that they had would kill anything in blood i mean anything dude it the was main... just like because the main way you can avoid it
0: is or the way main way you can catch it is through the air through breathing yeah so like yeah this sanitizing stuff doesn't even like really matter that much because like i think everybody that's caught it has caught it through breathing and the number one way to defend that is like it's not even foolproof but it's like the n95 um yeah masks or something yeah and um i tried to look them up online because i was like i was like i'm going out of town in a couple of weeks and i'm going to like a gathering i'm like is it kind of dumb if i don't go with like a respirator or something and um So I just looked up prices because I was like, I'll just pick up a few. Like, I'll just pick up a few just in case, you know, it gets really bad by the time I leave the state, you know. And um, I saw that uh, Amazon had them Mm -hmm. for a 10-pack. This was like three days ago, maybe worse now. It was a 10-pack of those N95s for
1: $150. Yeah, it's stupid, dude, because you could buy the same type (laughs) of mask at a dollar store for ten of them for a buck, and it has that little piece of metal that you can bend around your neck. Right, but so do you, you get have a, ben- any? a good fit? Oh no! I mean, as, yeah, soon as nobody we get them, has it. Yeah, nobody but, has it. But any. the thing is, is that you know, people are—it's so stupid because people are doing that with hand sanitizer too, and they're on, flipping it on uh, Facebook, eBay, and <laughs> Facebook and all that. Yeah, and they're charging huge amounts of money for it. So, but you know, capitalism is best, bro.
0: Yeah, I—I right. mean, I guess actually, capitalism at its worst. <laughs> <laughs> Taking advantage yeah. of
1: people when they need yeah. something. Exactly. <laughs> well, that um, actually sounds like that's what they do best. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um anyway. Enough about I almost <laughs> said Ebola. Enough about the coronavirus. My th- my throat hurts. <laughs> by the way, I've I've been told by multiple people that I can't keep joking that I have the coronavirus. I've been told multiple times that I can't keep saying that. Every time I cough, I'm like, it's the corona. But um supposedly insensitive, and I apologize, but they can't stop Man. me.
1: Oh, anyway. You can't say anything anymore. It doesn't matter. It's all good. I hope you're fine. I hope you don't get nothing.
0: Yeah. Just praying I can make the next episode every week. But anyway.
1: I, I can't do this alone. <laughs> <laughs> who would edit it exactly <laughs> anyway and if i if i uploaded it to drive who would get it you just keep uploading
0: your parts and it just <laughs> never publishes any episodes
1: oh shit
0: someone finds someone finds this drive like years after we're gone and it shows that you were uploading episodes of you talking to yourself every week for like 20 years <laughs> like this man just driven into insanity like they get crazier
1: every single one people will go to the museum just to look at the exhibit and cry because they feel bad for me
0: yeah is the uh, the (laughs) podcast that had 50 episodes with two people and then like 2000 by himself (laughs) (laughs) oh man welcome back to the classified (laughs) Coronavirus podcast. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, Jesus Christ, this is such an insensitive episode (laughs) I'm making. But anyway, to our topic, the uh, cover story, (laughs) the story that I'm trying to sell this podcast with. Uh, We were talking about dreams, and this is kind of an old topic. A lot of people have already talked about this. I was attempting to talk about it about two weeks ago, but then I decided to actually like look into it more. Uh, And upon looking into it more, I... Decided that I probably should actually purchase it. And yes. um, hopefully, I can give y'all my opinion after actually playing it. I've seen a lot of gameplay of it. I've seen a lot of people oh, yeah. that have browsed it and people that even designed it. And if you don't know what oh, Dreams yeah. is, is, it's a game that basically allows you to make games. And it's
1: pretty. It's a great game creation effective. system. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they're not the first company to do this uh, at all um they're just probably going to be the most successful so far oh, yeah. because number one the ps4 is a huge platform and if you're going to be exclusive on something that's a good place to get noticed um number two it's made by the same makers as little big planet and uh i think tearaway uh unfolded which those games were ps4 or ps3 exclusives already And they already had, like, elements. Yeah, Media Molecule. Yeah, Media Molecule. And they already had aspects of those games that allowed you to design games. So this isn't, like, new territory for them. It's just they decided... I guess they decided that the main reason people played their titles was the customization and designing aspect. And with The Last Little Big Planet probably... Getting the least attention at of like any of their titles, um, they probably realized that maybe Little Big Planet was kind of over with and mm. that its time had come to an end because the attraction to those characters had kind of really run its course. And it's more of what did people actually enjoy out of that game, is all I'm thinking. They didn't say this, but this just seems like probably what they were brainstorming because. They decided to make an entire game out of the game creation aspect of Little Big Planet, but just on acid. This is no longer a side-scrolling creation system. It's an entire 3D platform, basically whatever you want. There's people making horror games. There's people recreating games you know.
1: There's people making racing games. Um, I watched a video earlier today (laughs) about a horror game that was based on Seinfeld. (laughs) And I'll have to look that the, up. It was, dude, it was freaky. It was completely freaky, uh, but fun to watch. Um, and the cool thing about it is the guy who made this, it's called Sinfeld Chronicles by Mr. Iron Monkey. And uh I mean it also sounds basically like porno, but go ahead. Uh you play Seinfeld's nephew, Donathan. And you hear his voice as an internal monologue, and you explore his apartment. Well, you could also explore Kramer's apartment, and it's it totally, dude. If you've ever seen Seinfeld, it's accurate to a T. Yeah. Now there are some, there is some spooky shit in there. When I was watching the video, uh, um, when he it was towards the end of the video, he walked into Kramer's bedroom, and there was a glowing red light coming through the window. <laughs> From the chicken sign. Yes. <laughs> From the chicken side, Kenny Rogers <laughs> Roasters. And uh, uh, he said, I thought that went out of business. And then you see this doll bathed in the red light. And if you get too close to that doll, it will kill you. It's it's just spooky and creepy. But the cool <laughs> thing about it is the guy who developed this, the guy who made it, um, he is going to actually be putting uh, portions of Moonstruck. Ghostbusters and other New York based TV shows and movies, because his idea is to develop a game that is a New York game.
0: It's like a New York so pop culture game.
1: You you travel around in these different areas, <laughs> but it's a horror game. So it looks really, really cool, dude. Uh, the, the person who made that and I thought it was really neat it, it, that you're you have that ability in in dreams to do this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, and there's like a lot to talk about about Dreams. Uh, Number one, because um, I think we may have touched on this last week uh, when we kind of teased this idea, was that um, since you can design games, um, Mm -hmm. there's already been a report of a person already getting a job from designing in this game. Oh, yeah. And in addition to that, um, you might say something like, well, this isn't like the best place to learn how to design a game like why don't you just you know download the unreal engine or um what's the other one that's really big unity why don't you just download one of those because they're pretty easy to you know get a hang of and if you can say that you're fluent in it of course you're going to get a job if you design a really nice looking game in one of those engines well at the same time maybe not everyone wants to learn how to run Unreal Engine or Unity, and maybe they just want to be a game designer in the sense of vision and scope and ideas. And with Dreams, you can design whatever you really want, and you don't have to be hindered by the handicap of learning a game engine. And that's what's really cool is, (laughs) yes, it is its own engine, and you are learning that one, but it's way more user-friendly and... Mm what's really cool is we're just allowing people to focus on their ideas and their, yes. their design and just basically the world that they want to make and not focus on does it run well, you know? That's like a polishing aspect of making yeah. it a playable game, you
1: know? but Well, it's kind of it, – it's pretty it, – what I like is that if you do create something, other players can use your stuff – and yeah. you can use other people's – you can you can use pre-made things or you can make things yourself. You can add to those pre-made things. You can uh, fine-tune them if you want. There's a million different aspects to it. But what I, what I think is the coolest thing is that people are actually able to give you feedback on your creations. They're yeah, actually true. able to give you a thumbs up or leave you a comment. So I, I think it's kind of neat, um, you know, uh, that – that you can actually get some feedback to your creation and, and fine tune it from there. But some of the things, I mean, like you're just talking about, some of the things I've seen have just been amazing looking, I mean, games that I would play.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's games that have been recreated in dreams that look pretty on point. And the only thing that the only reason they don't look exactly like the game is the small limitations of dreams. Dreams does have limitations here and there that are going to make it kind of impossible to totally recreate some of your favorite games but mm-hmm. um people can get really damn close oh yeah um, there's some it's a cool really fallout 76 game or yeah, a fallout, 4?
1: Fallout, fallout 4 fallout 4 game. was
0: the one that was yeah. just really impressive yes um, but yeah this is really worth checking out it's a 40 dollar game on ps4 um it's really interesting that it's deciding to release at the end of the playstation 4's life You can only assume it's going to get ported to the PS5 because this is something that, of course, they're wanting it to last more than a year. Um, So it's really interesting that it's being... Because it seems like a launch title for the PlayStation 5. It's kind of weird that they kind of quietly announced it. They didn't really put much effort into marketing this game. It's more of they were confident that word of mouth would get around about what you could do in this. And it's really true. I mean, there's not been a news source that has not covered this in the gaming industry. Um, It's just that big of a subject that is that important. And everyone keeps talking about it because it's just kind of endless, the possibilities. And I think the elephant in the room that not many people are talking about is Microsoft did try this back in 2013 with Project Spark. Um, It was a launch title for the Xbox one and well, it wasn't a launch title, but it was very quickly to the launch and it was announced in the same, um, announcement of the Xbox one where they talked about the Xbox one having to always be online. And Mm -hmm. it was one of the least well-received things from Microsoft. Um, probably the reason the Xbox one bombed and probably the reason that the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty lost its, reign of being the most popular system and the PlayStation came back to being the most popular system. Um, In that is probably the reason that everyone forgot about project spark was it was originally announced in a press conference that was horribly received. And by the time it launched on the Xbox one, it probably did not have the player base they wanted because of how the Xbox one was struggling with sales. And to be honest, that player base that they needed to create tons of different titles was not going to be there like dreams. And it's just night and day different. And it's really sad because Project Spark was about the same idea. And it's not just because Microsoft made it is why it failed. It isn't that PlayStation is that much better than Microsoft. It was just terrible timing. It was the fact that. It was released at the beginning of this console generation and it was released in the worst time on the struggling platform. And Dreams is being released at the end of the same generation and is not going to have to rely on how well the PlayStation 5 does on launch to get popular. And that's the thing is, it's, it's just polar opposite. Like, there is no two things alike about them besides the fact that they were both games that were about building games and kudos to dreams for having a better footing maybe in the genre because it's made by the developers of little big planet. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's just, it's just night and day. It's interesting to look at it and look at how project spark. Cause, cause if you're getting invested in dreams, it's kind of, interesting to think back in your head about Project Spark because, to be honest, if you were designing and putting a lot of work into Dreams, you'd be a little concerned with the fact that Project Spark could um, could parallel it too much because (coughs) excuse me again if you don't know about Project Spark too much, they're like already shut down. The Servers were shut down within three years of it Launching and you can't even download it, you can't purchase it, you can't even use it anymore um <clears throat> if you have a physical copy, you can still play like things you create, I believe, but if you don't still have anything else like downloaded, then there's no hope of playing anything and there's always the thing in your back of your head where you're thinking, what if dreams does the same thing? What if it closes its servers down within two years, you know and I don't think it's going to because of how well it's launching, but you have to realize that eventually it could be replaced and hopefully it's replaced and it's not just fades into obscurity like Project Spark did. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that they're doing the right things at the right time and this seems to work better. And there's and maybe yeah. the fact that they're not pushing it is helping it too because project spark was kind of microsoft was really proud of it and the fact that dreams is something that they haven't really even talked about too much and it's more word of mouth is making it that much cooler in a sense and um i don't know i see it staying for a while and i see yeah yeah, people's creations getting more and more elaborate because it's only been out like a month
1: you know i've already (laughs) heard a lot of people talking about getting the game in order to recreate some of their favorite games. Like you were just talking about, uh, PT. And right. Somebody Didn't has basically already? recreated PT. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and there's, I've been looking at a couple of the other, uh, games that, that, uh, people have, uh, that people have made in it and there's racing games. There's, uh, there's one that's really cool. It looks like a little garden gnome. And he uh, it's it's kind of like a 3D platform side scroll and part of it is top down. So it's different areas during the game. And it, it's just really cool, man. It's uh, that these people just develop this crap out of this dreams. And uh, there's even a like a 3D version of Stardew Valley it's really neat dude and uh one of them that was interesting I was going to tell you about there's a game on there called the missing constellation and uh it's made by uh that game company um they did a, a game called Journey and flower well anyway you're a um yeah you're a masked musician in this game your name is piano novel and you basically travel across this you know, desolate landscape and you, you find these, uh, uh, missing constellations and you have to use your keyboard to revive each celestial pattern. That's what the description says. And it's really kind of cool. And, but they, um, all the reviews that I've seen will not tell you anything about the, uh, the end of it or, some of the experiences when the constellations come about because of your music, uh, they say that it's really uh, beautiful and something that you have to just, you have to see. You say it's
0: inspired uh, by flower and journey or is it made by the people that did it?
1: uh, It's inspired by that. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like journey and flower. I may have misspoken. Yeah, but it it looks really, really cool, man. And I'm looking at the uh, fallout Four dreams edition. that even looks cool. I mean, it's old school cool, you know what I mean? It's just that, but I, I think what, what you hit on earlier that people who have these ideas, these creative ideas, uh, might be able to make a rough version of something that could end up being the next big thing, you know? Yeah, I agree
0: with you. It's uh, I think it's pretty crazy, and I really would like to check it out for myself because I want to know just how broad it is, you know? So I'm excited to check it out and um, hopefully I can check it out soon. Um, But um, everything about dreams seems really cool. And uh, I really encourage anyone that has any type of creative inkling
1: in them slash time and a PlayStation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you have time. Yeah. And a a PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting that they didn't launch this on PC too. But yeah, I feel like it's going to come to PC. Probably I mean Death Stranding took it's coming out in June and it came out in November. So that's like yeah. 8 months. So I guess by that theory it should come out in October on PC. That sounds about right. Oh
1: man, if that happens, I got some shit I'm going to make.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I would I would see a PC release in October. That sounds about right because it also yeah. will be about the time that we're talking ps5 xbox whatever
1: <laughs> true
0: so yeah that's all i really and have it's to multiplayer
1: say it. too dude it's multiplayer too yeah it is i mean dude, you could do anything like it's well what it's crazy. one of the things i was reading is there's four different main modes uh that you have one of them is called dream surfing and basically that's like a regular play area um, you can browse example games, uh, you can use different people's sculptures, uh, assets. You can listen to music that people have created in dreams. Um, and, uh, there's a thing called arts dream. That's the main campaign of the game. Uh, it's, they say it takes about two to three hours to play it. Uh, it looks, that actually looks really cool. Um, it, it, you know, it's kind of, uh, it, they say it's, a like a film kind of game when you're playing the campaign mode, art yeah. Um. you basically, you have to make amends with your old jazz band, your bandmates that you uh, uh, stepped away from. So um, from what I understand, there's some really cool characters in it. A uh, lot of really different things. Uh, next one they got is called dream shaping and that's the create section of it where you can, you know, customize and use, like I said, other people's stuff in order to uh, make your own kind of game. Uh, and then there's the home space editor, which is the, uh, the, basically what they call the central hub. And then there's a community jam and it's, a uh, uh, a place where you can take your creations and, uh, they have themed contests from what I understand. They have different, uh, uh, seasons that you can, uh, play in and create and whatnot. And p- other people vote on their favorites and you, uh, you get, uh, creations, ba- uh, pages, um, or badges for your creations that go on certain areas. So people end up knowing who you are and they kind of check your stuff out more regularly. So it is, it is kind of cool. It's almost like, um, uh, it's almost like, uh, streaming in a way, uh, you know, where you're, you're, you know, or even doing a podcast where you're creating it and you're getting other people to come in and give their opinion of it and check it out. And more and more people follow you. I think this is, it's going to be a really cool thing. Like you said, it's only been out for a month, but I think it's just now starting to take off. People, like you said, people are just now starting to get wind of this. Yeah. And, uh, the more videos that come out, the more, I think the more people are going to be playing it. And that's it yeah, definitely is- needs to come out in PC.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing is on PC it also, there's also that thing where it might be broken on PC pretty quick <laughs> because of just the community on PC just goes so crazy. Like yeah. um, I think you want to yeah. make sure you have a firm foundation to the service and the servers before you take this to PC. Cause that's just, it's going to be a totally different ball game on PC. Um, in addition, I was going to say something. What was it? Um, Oh, it's the idea that I was not as excited about this because it was I mean, I got it. It was a game building game. But to hear that it was made by the creators of Little Big Planet actually made me have so much more interest in it because I remember how that game's creation tools worked. I remember how its community yeah. tools worked. And that made me feel like this was a lot more solid of a title. Um, it was a little bit more risky. Um, before i realized who made it but with them behind it i was like okay i can really get behind this like this is this is a lot more confident of a confident of a pitch you know of an idea and this makes more sense but at the same time the other thing i was going to point out was that um this is like the dream (laughs) pardon the pun this is like the dream situation from a business model because guess what they don't have to make a game. They just have to make a game that allows you to make games. And they don't have to keep putting content because their community's doing that. <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying? That's like crazy. Yeah. Like, guess what? Like, all these other companies are trying to make games that continue to have new content. But guess what? You just made a game that's going to do that itself.
1: <laughs> you don't even have to, like, that's keep touching awesome. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, Exactly it's just going to keep developing over time. And I, uh, but I think that's the cool thing about it. And is that it's it, the ideas become community property. You know what I mean? To where you can use them. It's just, it's there. So you can, you can end up creating something really, really cool. And it just gets used all over the place by all these people in their games, you know, because it's that cool of an asset or it's that neat of a picture or a sculpture or whatever, or a background. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Cool. Um,
0: I think that's really all I have to say on it. Um. Yeah, me too. And um, actually, had a longer episode than I expected we would have. Um, yeah. Without much news, but um, thanks there was a-
1: coronavirus. Yeah.
0: Um, there's a lot of uh, content. Not a lot of content. I'm sorry. There's a lot more to talk about about dreams that i actually expected that we would be able to talk but it's just such a big idea that i think it was cool to actually get to just lay back and talk about all the possibilities and everything that we've heard um yeah in addition to that um we will have a new episode next week
1: (laughs) yes Um, sunday
0: sunday 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 um and um look forward to that, and uh, we'll probably have mm-hmm. way more news since we didn't really touch on news much this week. Um, but um, I guess that's it. I guess we'll see y'all later. And um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time listening, um, welcome to the family. Um, we usually <laughs> we usually close this out by saying "Stay girthy," and if you don't know what that means, it means that just. Keep being you and keep being the best you. And the girth comes from how full you are with the bestness of who you really are. So we say stay girthy. It's like shalom. Some
1: fucking Tony Robbins shit right there,
0: man. It's like saying shalom to each other. So we just say stay girthy and uh
1: stay girthy.
0: Peace be with you, you know.
1: Peace be with you and your girthiness.
0: <laughs> stay stay turgid. <laughs> Turgid. Is that how you say it oh it turgid? God. I it's think turgid, it's turgid. Right? Yeah, like a sponge yes. just full of water. Like the yeah. girthiness is like full and throbbing.
1: <laughs> the knowledge we have released upon you has made you girthy.
0: <laughs> Go into the world and make others girthy too.
1: Go into the world and share your girth.
0: <laughs> share your girth and... Place your girth on others and
1: yes. Yeah. May there the girth go. be with you.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting that they didn't launch this on PC, too.